The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 13th of October. In your Squeeze today, the New South Wales Premier's close personal relationship, restrictions in Victoria, a wet, wild and windy summer outlook, and Jennifer Aniston's dog. This is your Squeeze today. One thing COVID has done, Claire, is make us all more familiar with the leaders of our states and territories. Daniel Andrews has had his fair share of news coverage and we'll come to news from him later in the podcast. But it was New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian that stole most of the headlines yesterday. To understand this one, we first need to understand who Daryl Maguire is and what he did. He was the member for Wagga Wagga, which is in the Riverina area of New South Wales. He was the local member there for 20 years until he was forced to resign in 2018 after a corruption inquiry found that he had sought payment in return for brokering a deal with a Chinese property developer. He left the parliament then in disgrace and he has come back into the news in the last few weeks with a new independent commission against corruption inquiry against him, looking into other activities between 2012 and 2018. Long story short, a lot of claims against him now seem to focus on potential deals that he did in hooking up Chinese businesses with Pacific governments and also helping property developers to smooth over planning changes within the government. So in summary, he's accused of using his public office for private financial gain. As you say, he was forced to resign in 2018 when Gladys Berejiklian was the Premier. What happened yesterday was that Berejiklian gave evidence at the Independent Commission Against Corruption and disclosed that she was in a close personal relationship with Daryl Maguire from 2015 until just recently. And that was a big surprise to everyone because she has been known to be someone who is single, who is very committed to her job. That's certainly part of her personal brand. So first things first, people were very surprised to hear that she was in a relationship at all, let alone in a relationship with a disgraced former MP. That, of course, then led to all sorts of questions about what she knew, what he had said to her about his money situation, whether he applied pressure to her as someone very senior in the government for a very long time for special favours or special deals. She says that that didn't happen, that she was able to put that relationship to the side. And there's no suggestion that Berejiklian herself has behaved corruptly in any way. Yeah, she's not a target of ICAC's investigation. Senior ministers yesterday have publicly backed her, but opposition leader Jody Mackay says she knew what he was up to and that goes to her judgment. They're calling for her to resign. This one has a way to run yet, though, Claire. Daryl Maguire is appearing before ICAC later in the week. We'll leave that there and head to Victoria, where yesterday Chris Eccles, the head of Department of Premier and Cabinet, so the most senior bureaucrat in Victoria, resigned. This is all in relation to the state's inquiry into the failed hotel quarantine program. And more specifically, what happened in a really crucial six-minute window on the 27th of March. There's a lot of questions about that window of time because that's when the state's top bureaucrats were hustling to put in place a hotel quarantine system 
system after Scott Morrison said that that's what really needed to happen to deal with overseas arrivals to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. What seems to have happened is that Chris Eccles called the head of police, a guy called Graham Ashton, and they had a conversation. And after that, Ashton has then texted the head of the federal police to say that private security would be used. What Eccles says is that he didn't make the decision to use private security, but something seems to have happened in that phone conversation for uh, Ashton to then go and relay that message to the federal police. It's still very opaque. There's still lots of questions to be asked, but it's important because what happened in that uh, hotel quarantine system and the use of private security then led to that second wave in Melbourne. Daniel Andrews also prepared Victorians yesterday that the planned easing of restrictions from next week was unlikely, Claire. That will be very disappointing to many people there. There's a lot of concern about people in Melbourne who are very restriction-weary at the moment. Fellow Victorian and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg was quite direct in his language yesterday saying that the Premier has said he's not pursuing an elimination strategy, now's the time to prove it, and that it's time to give millions of Victorians their freedom back. Over in the UK, and Boris Johnson is set to announce new restrictions there, Claire. They've seen a surge in COVID cases. For example, government data over the weekend recorded 28,000 new COVID-19 infections and 146 deaths. That will be announced very early this morning. It's the north of England that they're particularly concerned about, including Liverpool. We've talked about La Nina a bit in the podcast, Claire, but it's always good to be up on your weather chat. So... The Weather Bureau yesterday released data that shows it's going to be a wet, wild and windy summer. Yeah, not as bad as some in the past, but certainly quite a bit of rain. Uh, Also concern about what tropical cyclones might look like and uh, whether there would be an early start to the wet season. Of course, people in those areas that are affected by those sorts of things need to start planning for that. The good news, though, is that we're only facing an average risk of fires. Doesn't mean that we can be complacent, they said, but certainly that's a better outlook from what we've seen in the recent past. Over to the US and we're talking basketball. The LA Lakers yesterday became this year's NBA champions. This is the first time they've won since Kobe Bryant's fifth and final title a decade ago. Yeah, when they mark their progress, it really does seem to be around the time before and after Kobe Bryant was on the court. And they've now claimed their 17th championship ever. They're tied with the Boston Celtics. It's an incredible thing to win an NBA title and the Lakers really have dominated that this year. Yeah, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash earlier this year. So lots of tributes for him. Lakers star LeBron James was named the NBA Finals Most Valuable Player for the fourth time. And just to highlight just how dominant he is, Claire, LeBron James has changed teams three times in his career and each time he won a championship within two seasons. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Why they pay him the big bucks and they are big bucks. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston has a new dog, Claire. It's cute. She also has 35 million Instagram followers. It's a lot of people. Incredible, particularly for someone, isn't it, that she she only joined Instagram uh, really just a few months ago and she has been a really big phenomenon there. Uh, her new pup is very cute. Given all the heavy news, I thought it was important to balance that today. <laughs> Lord Chesterfield is, is the pup's name. Yeah, there's a link to that in the Squeeze Today email. There's a link to it in your episode notes. If you just need to see a really cute dog, it's there for you. <laughs> 
And the email subject line today, what have we got? Beatles, uh, the lyric is, listen, do you want to know a secret? I don't think anyone really wanted to know that secret of Gladys Berejiklian's yesterday, but we do know a lot more about her now. Yeah, each day the subject line of the Squeeze Today email is a song lyric that has a connection with the news of the day. And on that, if you haven't signed up to our daily email, it might be worth a go. It's a good supplement to the podcast, especially for links to further reading, dog pictures, whatever it is that you might need. There's a range. (laughs) There's a range. And thank you to everyone who took part in our annual survey. They can be a bit tedious. We know that. So we do appreciate you taking the time. We'll let you know the winner of the Dan Murphy's voucher later this week. Also later this week, Claire will be our first of four squiz shortcuts on the US election. It's only about three weeks away. So we thought we'd break it out for you starting this week with how the House of Reps and Senate elections work and how the results of each impacts how the incoming president might be able to govern. Look out for that one. That's all from us today, though, and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.